1: Kamala Harris stopped by New Orleans for the essence festival of culture and if you think the vice president should be focused on more important things than the essence festival of culture then you know you're you're not exactly alone there but while she was there we were treated to this yes it looks like a maybe a little official for a festival of culture but money doesn't mean anything to these people anyway. So I mean, if you kind of just zoom in a little bit, though, you might notice something eh, a little bit more. Something seems off here once more. Enhanced computer. There it is. Lose IANA. This can't possibly be real, right? I mean, uh, of course, yes, it is real. Kamala Harris and staff actually misspelled the name of the state they were in on their official government backdrop. There may be no I and T, but there are two. In Louisiana and now we know that but Kamala doesn't need your eyes she can spell however and go wherever she wants so I'm sure the people of Arizona would be happy to take a break from the heat to hear her thoughts or maybe she could take a tropical vacation in Hawa and spread her brilliance hell she could even go home to California where she's guaranteed to have a good reception and while she's at it she can take some of that DeSantis momentum and head over to Florida. Well Florida actually kind of works. I like, it's actually not bad if you have a little bit of an accent in Florida might be the way you say it uh, which is even better I will say uh, now that that one works it won't even need to be corrected by her alphabetically challenged team but I will tell you this if anyone on the VP's team is listening and I mean this honestly I beg of you please have her make a speech in Idaho because I do a television show and a podcast and I would love I would need a lengthy Kamala Harris speech in front of an official banner that says Daho Kamala Harris Daho I know you're busy you know working on the staff for the VP, you know, dodging flying vases and such, leaking your unhappiness to reporters, ruining the country generally. But I beg you, one speech. Idaho, no eyes. It's a tiny mistake for you, and six months of material for me. Please, just one speech from Kamala Harris, Daho.
0: Stew does
1: America. By the way, you can get Kamala Harris's complete incoherence at beepthoughts.com. All of her in, in bizarre ramblings are there. You can go to blazetv.com/stew to, pro, uh, to go and subscribe to Blaze TV. You can use the promo code Stu to save ten bucks. I got to start with it's Power Hour week this week. Yes, Friday is the next Power Hour. We have, have we announced everybody yet? We have um, Chad Prather. We have Sarah Gonzalez. We have my wife, Lisa Page, who is showing up still uh, to the home and to this. So I can't explain either, really, but I'm happy that she's doing it. Uh, We also have uh, Andrew Heaton is going to be part of this one. This is going to be fantastic. And today's guest on the show and then also on the podcast on Friday or on uh, the Power Hour on Friday is the one, the only Alex Stein. He'll be uh, joining us here to explain how he's always in the middle of literally every news story that you're talking about. Uh, So make sure to uh, check that out. It's Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, I think. Right. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. PowerHour.com. Just check it out. Actually, it's right after our show, right? So 9 p.m. Eastern uh, on StuDoesPowerHour.com or StuDoesAmerica's YouTube channel. Do not miss it. Let me talk to you a little bit about uh, what we're talking about today, of course, which is the crimes of spectacle. That's what we do here today. And I, I talk about that generally because... I want to hit on what happened yesterday on July 4th outside of Chicago, the mass shooting. We've talked a lot about mass shootings. In fact, we have a a special dedicated to talking about mass shootings uh, and their effects on gun violence, gun crime and gun uh, laws and all that. It's called Stu Does the Myths. Uh, a studio's gun myths, and you can go back and look from that. It's a couple weeks old, but uh, it, all, it all holds up and would address a lot of the typical complaints you'd hear out of an issue like this. Let me go over what we, what we know from yesterday. We do know a really tragic event at a 4th of July uh, parade of all things in Highland Park, uh, Illinois, which is outside of Chicago, kind of a nice suburb outside of Chicago. Someone went to, uh, and I'm not going to tell you his name, because that's not what we do here, but he went on the roof of a building, started shooting people at random, and killed, uh, seven I believe now is the number, and injured in the mid-30s. It's a really, really terrible incident. And another one that you just wish you didn't have to talk about, you wish uh, didn't happen. Um, According to Axios, the weapon was purchased legally, legally. Now, of course, normally the response to gun crime in a blue state is, well, there are red states nearby, and that's probably where they came from, because we have great gun laws in our state, and so they must have come across the border. This never holds up to any scrutiny, but of course, again, this, it does it in this case. The weapon was purchased in Illinois, a state with laws that make it a left-wing American utopia. If you believe that sort of thing, I mean look at this from the completely insane anti-gun group Every Town USA, quote, Illinois has some of the strongest gun laws in the country, including a law requiring background checks on all gun sales, an extreme risk law, laws keeping guns away from domestic abusers, all the sort of you know items on the wish list. Uh, in Illinois have already been passed they even passed a law against ghost guns last year which is a big priority of the president if you remember from one of his State of the Union addresses surprisingly this murderer didn't decide to try and build a gun from scratch though who knew Uh, because I guess if he did build it from scratch then what he did may be considered illegal and I guess that's what deterred him so I guess the ghost gun law worked By the way, even after this information about the legal purchase has been known for more than a full day, this still remains in The New York Times' main story about the shooting. Quote, he carried out his attack in a state that already has some of the nation's toughest gun laws, but is bordered by states where firearms are much easier to come by. Well, is that relevant if he bought it in Illinois? It's hard for me to understand how you could get there, but this is what the media does all the time. And when I talk about crimes of spectacle, that's kind of where we go today. We know that this guy, uh, the murderer, wound up accessing the roof of a building um, uh, via via a fire escape ladder and then proceeded to fire more than 70 rounds into the crowd. The audio, the video are horrific. I'm not going to bother showing it to you. If you want to find it, it's out there. During the attack, he was dressed in women's clothing, which investigators believe he did to conceal his identity and facial tattoos. Now, one question I did have, I was reading The Washington Post coverage, and this was not uh, uniform across the media, a very strange thing I noticed in the, in the Washington Post story about this is women's clothing was in quotes, Here's the here's how it reads. Uh, When the time came, police said Tuesday, the uh, the murderer whose name I blacked out was dressed in quote women's clothing end quote to hide his facial tattoos and other potentially identifying features. brought a high-powered rifle to the celebration and climbed a fire escape ladder to uh, the roof of the nearby business. Keep this up if you would for a second, because what I think is fascinating about this is why is women's clothing the only thing in quotes? Someone pointed out, hey, well, that's just because that's the way the police said it. And I guess you could get there. But then why wouldn't facial tattoos be in quotes unless they're just making it up that he did it to hide his facial tattoos? I don't know why the media would do this. Every single every single publication had it the same way. Women's clothing and facial tattoos. It was obviously coming directly from a police source, which would just, would justify why you'd put it in quotes, but not one and not the other. What it seems to me that they're doing here and tell me if I'm wrong, I, convince me I'm wrong here, that they're saying it's judgmental for the police to be calling it women's clothing because that type of clothing could be used by men. It's not it's not just for women. Women's clothing is judgmental. You're it's, it's a woke sort of is this a new woke thing I missed out on. Now, I could just be wrong there. I would love to see the explanation, but I don't understand why one would be in quotes and the other would not. Very, very strange part of this uh, if you're watching the media coverage. Now, you'd also might say, wait a minute, we just passed legislation that we were told was going to fix all these terrible mass shootings. And shockingly, it happened anyway. And as I pointed out before, a bunch of Republicans jumped on board with this gun legislation. This doesn't end now. Now that you've finally done something, this doesn't mean they say, oh, well, you know the let's just wait a while and see how our legislation will work out or well wow i guess this isn't helping we we really blew it on this one of course their response immediately is we didn't go far enough despite the fact that this town by the way actually has banned assault rifles the town itself has banned assault rifles which i don't know it's not not at all constitutional uh, but they just hasn't risen to the courts or whatever to get knocked out eventually that would happen I i believe uh but you know that's me and i'm a, i'm a right wing evil right wing ex- extremist what's really fascinating about this and when you look at the coverage here because i think we've made this situation perfectly clear, clear when it comes to mass shootings it is really freaking hard to stop one person who only needs one gun to do a lot of damage it's really difficult to do it's near impossible to do it's you know people are like well why it's certainly not impossible in other countries well first of all we saw copenhagen had a uh, had a mass shooting just the other day. We've seen multiple mass shootings over the past decade in New Zealand, in a country with a tiny, tiny population. Uh, it, it, you know, Australia has seen them as well. We've talked about the effects of the Australian gun laws, did essentially nothing to murder rates, according to every study that, one that looked at this stuff. Um, so It is one of those things where you look at it and you say, okay, it does feel like it happens more here. And, of course, as a bigger country, you'd expect it to. But we're also a country with 400 million guns. And you could say, well, I think we should enact common sense gun regulation, which largely, and almost everything that's proposed, would do nothing but slow the growth in theory of how many guns are on the street. It would not eliminate them. You're not going to take 400 million guns off of the street. So this is something we have a gun related culture. People have access to guns. That's something that our Second Amendment guarantees. I'm thankful for that. But not everybody is. And if you want to try to stop it by getting the guns off the street, you're going to have to pass a constitutional amendment, which is a hell of a heavy lift. We talked about a poll poll that came out uh, last year where they were talking about just pulling just handguns off the street, just handguns. Handguns would be banned. That's not overturning the Second Amendment necessarily, it's just saying just this one type of gun would be banned. That was opposed 80 to 15, 80 to 15 in this country. So to think you're gonna go even farther than that and ban the second, or overturn the Second Amendment, it's just not plausible at this time, which is why they try to do it all these other ways. They try to go around it. New York is trying to go around it right now. They're trying to just say, well, uh, every single place that you might potentially be is a violation of our laws and that doesn't mean we're prohibiting you from carrying. You just can't carry anywhere where people are. Well, this is obviously the type of thing that will eventually get overturned in the courts, but this is what happens. What I found fascinating about watching the coverage right off the bat was the fact that you look at the numbers here, seven dead, 38, I believe it was, injured. Horrible, horrible day. And and, uh, the type of thing that you can't possibly imagine happening. But the other thing That needs to be noted is this type of thing plays out every weekend, just a few miles down the road in Chicago. In fact, other than this mass shooting, separate from this completely, 57 were shot in Chicago and nine were dead right down the road. Now, people always say when you bring up Chicago crime stats that it's racist. It's some racial dog whistle to cite Chicago. But why is the coverage like this? Why does the left not care about crime and murder in minority communities and inner cities? But if it happens in a white suburban area, it's headline news. Now, if it was the right making these decisions in the media, the left would say it's racism, that we don't care about black and brown people in the inner city. We only care about the cute white kids in their lawn chairs on the side of the road. And that's why we care about this. And that's not not true at all. Yet it's the right that seems to care about minorities in the inner city now. Why? Why? And it's the left who only seems to focus on the crimes in the suburbs. Why? I mean, last time we had a parade incident, when it didn't fit their narrative, it disappeared from the media almost immediately. If you remember, uh, that wasn't a white supremacist. That was the original report. Some white supremacist ran through a parade for Christmas. Well, that didn't wind up being a white supremacist. So poof, disappears. There will always be people craving attention. There will always be crimes of spectacle. Cultures seem to choose them. We see this all over the world. We've seen it through eras here in the United States where for a while it was political assassinations. For a while it seemed to be serial killers. Uh, For a while it was domestic terrorism. Investigators uh, say school shootings have become the American equivalent of suicide bombings. Not just a tactic, But an ideology, young men, many of them depressed, alienated or mentally disturbed, are drawn to the Columbine subculture because they see it as a way to lash out at the world and get the attention of a society that they believe bullies, ignores or misunderstands them. That's not me saying that. That's The New York Times talking about this issue from 2018. So why do newspapers, news stations cover this the way that they do. Why do they highlight a terrible, terrible incident that deserves attention uh, in Highland Park, but ignore the fact that something that is equal or much worse happens in the city right down the road every single weekend, every weekend without fail. This goes on in Chicago, in Baltimore, in Washington, D.C. Do the D.C. politicians not know about it? Whatever that reason is, Whatever reason it is that the coverage seems to fall that way is the same reason that these things keep happening. These people want the attention. They are targeting these communities to get it. They love becoming legends in their own eyes. And the media keeps feeding that attention to them. Why? Why are you doing this? Look, the truth is, to understand the media's choices, you have to reverse engineer their thought process. What do they want? What is their goal? Is it the lowering of gun violence? Is it? Does anybody believe that at this point? Or do they just want gun control? Does nine dead and 57 wounded in Chicago move the needle on gun control? No, not in the estimation of the media. And, you know, since it happens every week, they might be right on that. But a much more rare event, a rare event in the suburbs, with iPhone cameras properly directed, that if solved, and completely mass shootings went to zero tomorrow would do much less to cure the overall gun violence problem we have in this country. That's always the focus. Why? Why? Not criminal gangs, which would make much more of a difference. Not suicide even, which would make much more of a difference. But the incredibly rare mass shooting is the one that gets the attention. Even though the crime itself is often a direct attempt to get that attention, that the media winds up giving anyway. So we get lots of letters and messages, emails uh, from people who love GenuCell. GenuCell is a product I've been talking about for years. The best in skincare. care. Uh, love GenuCell plant stem cell therapy. One comes in. Have used it all over my face, under my eyes, and cleared up the dry flakiness and even reduced my forehead lines. Someone even asked if I had surgery or procedures done. No, just GenuCell by Chamonix. Thank you. You get to skip all the doctor's appointments. That's right. Uh, that's uh, Samantha from Arcadia, California, raving about her transformative results. Jenny Cell has sold over a million products uh, to women and men across this country, and everyone falls in love with the results. Uh, fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark spots, even the annoying bags and puffiness are gone right before your eyes. And best of all, you're guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. This is my favorite part about talking about Jenny Cell because they're so confident in it. They're like, well, well try it. If you don't like it, we'll give you your money back. If it doesn't work for you, so there's no risk. Now you can see the difference for yourself with 65% off their most popular packages at GenuCell.com. 65% off all customer favorites, including the classic under-eye uh, under bags and puffiness treatment. You can visit GenuCell.com and enter STU at checkout for an extra 20% off. Order today. You'll get their Summer Essential Dark Spot Corrector absolutely free. Go to GenuCell.com slash STU, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash STU, GenuCell.com STU.
2: Can you hear me? Okay, nope. yeah, sorry about that, guys. I've been sitting here all day. Can I get, I'll just go over 15 seconds because it started a little late. So, my name is Alexander Haydenstein. I work for a company in Las Colinas outside of Dallas, Texas, called Oculus Tech. And I'm looking at, The city of New York, and you guys have serious environmental protection problems, but I'm coming here with solutions, creative solutions for the 21st century, 22nd century, for the future because this building was built in 1802 and we're still stuck in that mindset. We need to focus on what is called the metaverse. My company, we create technology where you're gonna be able to live in a pod that is indistinguishable from your current reality. And as a matter of fact, when you plug into this metaverse, instead of living your traditional 72-year average lifespan, in the metaverse, you'll be able to live for 1,000 years. We're gonna be able to reduce our greenhouse emissions greatly because we're gonna be able to put people inside of pods, and in these pods, you think, oh, well, everybody's gonna be asleep. That is true, because of the COVID technology and the medical technology that we've gotten, we have intubation technology that people will actually be able to be you know, asleep for years, years and years for the rest of their life and you think, oh, well, is this gonna stop jobs? As a matter of fact, you're gonna have a lot of jobs because you're gonna have to deal with their fecal matter, you're gonna have to deal with your urine, you're gonna have to deal with, you know, hooking up the machines, intubation, so this is gonna help the health field. And you guys, when you talk about the future and you talk about the metaverse, right now, this military-grade tech that we're using is basically indistinguishable what we have now. So if we can release this on the on the population, you can go into a metaverse, you can live an incredibly great life. Um, the sex that you have in the metaverse is indistinguishable from sex, you know, outside. The food you eat is indistinguishable from the food you eat out here, and that's the future that we need to live. So New York, we need to really focus on having creative solutions because we can sit here and talk about carbon, you know, trading carbon all day long. That's not going to do anything. We need to plug into these machines because the city that never sleeps needs to go to sleep for forever. That's what I I think is the best solution for this, Jim. Any questions?
1: Thank you for your testimony. (laughs) (laughs) That video comes to us courtesy of NYC.gov. Yes, that actually happened. It has happened over and over and over again. Joining me finally on the program is Alex Stein. He's a Blaze TV contributor, host of Conspiracy Castle, which you can subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Alex, uh, how's it going?
3: I'm doing well, Stu. Thank you for having me on. And you know that clip (laughs) is—you know—that's not even wild. That was mild. You know, in the Taco Bell sauce, they have like Devil Diablo. That was mild sauce compared to what I
1: normally do. Well, well, what I think is fascinating about it because I want to go—I want to go through your process here Mm -hmm. because that one is—it's New York City. This is not some like small town, (laughs) you know, town hall where maybe you kind of get in and people don't see this coming. I mean, you've done a lot of these things already. Some of them have been even—you know—much wilder than. You, you know, enslaving everyone to a pod <laughs> for the rest of their lives. Uh, yet they, don't, they announce you with your real name. And you you walk right up and, and you testify in an environmental hearing. How on earth does this happen? <laughs> well, technically, if you
3: do business in a city, you're allowed to speak at these meetings because mm-hmm. that's how it works. There's a lot of people like those environmental protection. There's people from other companies going to speak there. So that's why I said, oh, I'm from Oculus Tech in Las Clans. <laughs> but anybody can speak at these meetings. As a matter of fact, it's like there need to be more people speaking at these meetings. Like that's what happened when I started going at the beginning of the pandemic. I started speaking at the meetings seriously and being like, you know, a lot of this restrictions, like they closed the public park, they shut down all the water fountains where my dogs get water and I yelled at them. I'm like, how does this stop the spread of a virus? Regardless, they didn't pay attention to me. Then when I got crazier and crazier, that's when I started to get their attention. And so my point being is now I'm like this person that's well-known in Long Beach. I went and spoke recently. They all knew who I was. They didn't even turn on the camera. In Long Beach, California, they knew exactly who I was, Alex mm. Stein. And in New York, they did too. One of the bailiffs, because what happened was is I, tried to, I had signed up online on a different name, Hayden Alexander, which is my middle name and my first name. It's a, one of my tricky names. She's like, no, you're Alex Stein. You're not Hayden Alexander, because that was earlier in the order. I didn't think they would actually know my name. Yes, yeah, so they knew my name, but when you sign up, you're actually legally allowed to speak at these events as long as you do any business. So if you buy a sandwich there, you can speak in that
1: city's. Uh... You really have, like, located a loophole in the system. Like, I, it's like this shouldn't be a thing, but you have found it, it is a thing, and they have to keep. Allowing you to speak and putting you on camera in most cases. Yeah. And you get to just say whatever you want uninterrupted for whatever period of time they allow.
3: Well, I've created, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, I've created a new thing. It's called culture jamming. You take the most absurd parts of our culture, like the idea mm. that we're going to live in a matrix, or that we're going to plug into the vanilla sky, and you jam that absurdness in people's faces because they want to say, oh, climate change is our biggest problem. Yet Barack Obama lives six feet and Martha Vineyard from the beach. You know, <laughs> Bill <laughs> Gates has bought a house on the beach. So they're not worried about the polar ice caps melting and us going underwater. So you just kind of take the most absurd parts of our culture and you jam it in people's faces and now it's called culture jamming.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I, I've told you before uh, off air that my wife watches every yeah, one of her videos on this page. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I see I see all of them. She's like, oh, you have to see this latest one from Alex Stein. And as, I'm, I've, as I've watched them, it's been fascinating to kind of try to understand it from a distance. It's like, are, how much is this... Shtick. How much is this? You trying to get to just you know get people to check out your videos. How much is this? You're trying to prove a point with each one of these.
3: Well, that's that's a good question because like a lot lot of times I get real goofy, but like with this one in New York, I know I could have like done a stupid song, I could have done you know some stupid thing, but in my mind I'm like, let me actually say this because in five years from now there are going to be people doing at that same meeting, I believe, and I could be wrong. They're going to be pitching this sort of idea, and Mm. then I want the people to look back. By that time I'll be even a bigger deal, and then I'll be able to show (laughs) this video. I was like. Look, I called this because this is what I did. So so uh, you tweeted a funny picture. Now Tucker Carlson is a good friend of mine now. And I say that I'm Tucker Carlson's number one guest. I'm kidding. <laughs> but what I'm saying is he's my biological father. Um, but my point being is he liked a video where I dress up in a Ukrainian foreign legion outfit and I try to recruit yes. them. Not two weeks after I did that, Malcolm Nance, who's an MSNBC correspondent or contributor, mm-hmm. did the same thing, went and joined the Ukrainian Foreign Legion. So I'm saying there's a little bit about doing this that I would like to, I guess, put it out there and see if it comes, it's like planting a seed
1: and see if, seeing if it becomes reality. How Do you get nervous at all before doing these things? Do you have any feeling that like, holy crap, they're gonna throw me out? What is it like going into doing one of these
3: things? No, I mean, it's kind of like a drug. It's like a high, <laughs> I mean, you know, I almost want that. And it's funny you say that because when so sometimes in the city councils like there's one in grapevine i said we should turn the grapevine mills mall into the world's biggest strip club and when they <laughs> give me kickback when they give me kickback that actually kind of fires me up it makes me a little right. when, when they don't give me kickback and they're just like looking at their cell phone the whole time that's kind of hard but if i actually get some sort of like negative energy back it pumps me up so i like i like when the idea that oh my gosh are they going to kick me out right it gives me this kind of adrenaline that I, it feeds the feeds the troll i'm a troll it kind of feeds me
1: uh, so what uh because i mean your following is really huge now i mean, I mean, it's grown a ton. What, what are the? If there's a couple of those videos that have done the most to to kind of let people know who you are, which ones would you say? Is the Ukrainian one. The one of Ukrainian
2: the one? one is number
3: one. I mean, that got tens and tens and tens of millions of hits and tons of remixes. And you know, <laughs> it, and the reason why I did that is because they even said on YouTube on the AdSense that you cannot say anything disparaging about the Ukraine, but you can say disparaging stuff about Russia. Yeah. You had Lindsey Graham said that he called for the killing of Vladimir Putin. Said that somebody should brutalize him. So in my mind, I, I didn't. Uh, Listen, I'm like an autistic person, basically. I'm just like freestyling this. I'm not that. I'm saying I'm just going up there, Mm -hmm. uh, purposely being cringy. It's called astroturfing. Like, I (laughs) want it to be bad. But me going up there, I'm like, I'm just going to go up there and be the biggest Ukrainian lover and just say I want to kill Vladimir Putin. And it's because that, I just didn't know if it would go viral or anything. But that went quadruple viral. So you never know what's going to (laughs) <laughs> you
1: really don't
3: So, and you've done Tucker
1: Carlson now yes.
3: a, f- a few times uh, yeah well mm-hmm. I just did his long form show Tucker Carlson Today and that'll be out in a week Uh, And and like I said, his daughter goes to SMU uh, right here in Dallas. So he's just a really nice guy. He loves my brand of humor. Not everybody likes it. As a (laughs) matter of fact, a lot of people hate it, which that's fine. I got protested. I just did a charity event for Robert Kennedy's uh, Children's Health Defense, his charity, in New York, and we sold out The Stand, which is a great comedy club in Union Square. Sold it out, and there was 20 Antifa protesters there all protesting me. That was a great video. People need to go watch that. I tear their signs. I rip their signs down. It was an epic,
1: uh, epic event. You also had a, a little bit of an interaction with Beto. Recently.
3: Yeah, he did. Well, I know I've called out Beto as much, and I've called them all out. That's what we have to do. Okay, so so now I'm going crazy. First of all, Beto O'Rourke is the worst guy in the world. I mean, he's such a flip flopper. <laughs> he is trash. He's, he really, and is. he's not even really Hispanic. Like he's just. No, he's no. The thing is, they get mad at us for culture appropriation. He's appropriating the culture worse than anybody else, and nobody calls him. He's, he's Robert Francis O'Rourke. He's Irish. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's not even close <laughs> yeah. to Hispanic. But yeah, no, I've called out Beto. And that's the thing is, is I will call out people on both sides because I'm anti-establishment. That's our problem is that we've become so ingrained in having the, you know, m- what I like to call is not just the military industrial complex, not just the pharmaceutical industrial complex, but we are being run by multinational corporations. And because of those corporations can give money to these politicians, they don't necessarily have our best interest because once they get into Washington, they have to fill up their coffers. They have to get money. So you and me, Stu, they're not going to listen to us, but if you work for how They're going to say whatever, they're going to do whatever you say. If you work for Pfizer, they're going to do whatever you say. So that's why I'm anti establishment in that mindset. I don't like the fact that we're being run by corporations that don't have empathy for the people that are hurting at the gas pump, the people that are dying from the fentanyl overdoses, the people that are just not even able to buy a single family home because all these corporations are buying it. So I want to call out the corporations that are making our world. A terrible place, in my opinion.
1: You did a video recently of um, going to people, and I can't remember where it was, but you were talking to protesters on the abortion issue Yes, and asking them about bodily autonomy. And you brought (laughs) up a point that that is, you know, one we've made here before, and I think a lot of conservatives have made, but I've never really heard liberals answer for it. You did this. You went out and you asked them, you said, hey— you're all for uh, my body by choice, right? Well, what about vaccine mandates? I mean, did did they all answer the way that I would completely expect well, them most to? most of them do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they yeah.
3: said, "Oh, well, we like the vaccine mandates. That's for the better, <laughs> you know, that's for the greater good." But then they, but this is what what makes me so upset, and Stu, this is I know this is a big important issue to me. My parents weren't married when they had me, so I, there there's a high chance I could have been aborted. Yeah. Luckily they luckily they had me. But that's why I don't. I hate abortion. I think it's terrible. Um, but these people, they're so brainwashed into thinking when you when you call out the hypocrisy of that, they admit, oh well, I'm a hypocrite. But they literally think it's just a clump of cells, and like that's what makes me so sick is that. When you see the little baby, even at like six weeks, it has a little foot, it has a little hand. And they a don't, heartbeat. I mean, it has a heartbeat. I'm yeah. just saying they don't, they disregard that for political reasons. And that's disgusting. Like that's really, it's, it's, we say in the conservative world, satanic and demonic a lot, but that actually is satanic and demonic to go and protest that you want women to have the right to kill their baby when that's clearly a baby. It's not a dog growing inside of them. It's a human being. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating that viewpoint is fascinating to me because i mean i can understand disagree with but understand the left's view on like minimum wage right like yeah, no. we can talk about it. tax rates you know we yeah. can talk about it
3: and, and, and for me as you say this like universal health care i know it'd be terrible but i kind of hate i know people that are afraid to call an ambulance because it costs so much like yeah i think we really probably pop- should yeah. we probably should have some sort of caps on the
1: medical industry you know there yeah and like there's regulation that i think you know that, that can be fall in place in some of these things and even if you don't agree with it i can understand those arguments yeah. right like with well, the abortion thing, it's like, you know, I don't get it. I, I really just don't get it. I, I understand that. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, sometimes conservatives say, well, I just have the kid. It's no big deal. Well, it's not. It's its obviously a big deal. It's a big for, deal. It is. Yeah. It totally is. It, but it's asking for this, this level of sacrifice. Especially when you're not, uh, when it's not a rape or incest type of claim, yeah. you know, you're talking and about- And that's a le-
3: such a small amount. It's they small use amount. that, Sue, they use that so much. It I know, I shouldn't even sick. do this. I shouldn't I know, even do this. No, 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 but that's it's fair, true. because it, it does happen in, in the sense of incest, like that does happen sometimes, of but course. it's
1: such a small amount. Such a, such a small percentage of times, and it's like, the, the ask here is, yes, there is a sacrifice to going through with a, of course, it's mm-hmm. not easy, but like- it's also a human life, right? I know. Like, we would never, they wouldn't, ne- uh, if it was a puppy, it would be the easiest argument in the world. But for some reason, a little baby is, it makes it so difficult. Well,
3: you make a good point, And that is, it's weird as human beings, we're so empathetic. Like, if I see a homeless guy, yeah, sometimes I'll give him a dollar. But if I see a stray dog, I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah, driving around. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the mindset that we've all adopted. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's because we live in a world where people have been hurt by so many other people. So we're almost like anti human. And that's probably the biggest problem, mm-hmm. is that we're all
1: becoming anti human in a way. Yeah. Um, so let me move on to, uh, before we let you go, power hours coming up on Friday. Yes, it's going to be. You are going to be part of this. Yeah, I'm going to be there.
3: We're going to be going insane for the Ukraine. I'll R- be rapping. <laughs> I'll be dancing. I might even bring my women's bathing suit if things get too wild. Wow.
1: So. That, that was, now, now people are going to be there for sure. Yes. But so I. I, we I, I, were talking about who's going to be on the panel. I'm like, how about Alex Stein? He's going to be a lot of fun. Like this dude's going to yes. be fun. I, I had, I was out with him the other night. because This is when we, we went out to a dinner uh, recently with a bunch of people from the team. And I'm like, Alex is going to be a blast. Like he'll be a blast on this panel. So we go, We get. The, they go to you, they say yes, and then I hear that you don't drink. I don't, no, which,
3: I don't drink, I don't smoke, is, I don't do anything, but we're going to have Heineken Zeros. It doesn't matter, <laughs> and this is why I'm going to have an advantage. I'm going to have a mental advantage. Look at the I camera, know. put it on me. They're going to be wasted, and I'm going to be running circles around them, and I'm going to be chugging the Heineken Zeros. I'm primetime 99. I live off just uh, pure adrenaline. And it's funny you say that. That's why I like calling these people out. You asked me earlier. It, that's my new high. That's my new drug, yeah, too. It's yeah. like, it's them. I want to be confronted. I want the... Co- oh, and I got to say this last point. Okay. So, so I'm suing the Dallas uh, judge, Clay Jenkins. So I was okay. un, I was unlawfully removed. How, what happened was is I brought up this D Magazine article about how Clay Jenkins went inside of, a pan, uh, inside of a dorm room when he was in college and got arrested for trespassing for stealing women's underwear. I brought the D Magazine article. I, I printed it out for all of the commissioners on the mm-hmm. court to have a, a copy of it, and I started to read from it. And I got... I got um, the marshals. They dragged me out. John Wiley Price, you know, he's one of the commissioners. Had the marshals drag me out, which is an unlawful removal because the only person that can do that is Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins. So now I'm suing them for a quarter of a million dollars or we already filed the lawsuit and they already want to settle. So what what I'm saying is, yes, and I'm not even trying to brag because I'm going to donate part of that money to charity. I don't want to take all the money from Dallas County. But my point being is like, we need people to go call these people out because they are all such self-righteous, self-important people. So the people that that t- make me the happiest is when they say, Alex, I went and I spoke at my city council, or I went and I spoke at my school board. So we can do it. And now because of an accidental thing, because of a, a you know process violation that they did, I'm about to have money in the bank, shorty, what you drank. So you never know what can happen. You just got to go out there. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So start taking shots. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, uh, when people watch you in a women's bathing suit or wrapping. Mm-hmm. Um, it- it's, it makes it easier to consider going up there and saying something serious. Right? Okay, like, this is the last really thing. Really so so, so <laughs> one of this
3: video, I went viral. I went on a Zoom video in Hawaii, and they were, it was about the roads because they were closing this huge road and the YPO highway, and it would <laughs> all these tourists would have lost money because this is a big road, but they're having mudslides. And I said, oh, you need to shut down the road because a rock hit my car, and then my wife ended up <laughs> sleeping with a tow truck driver, <laughs> and I'm so mad at you Hawaiians. And they said it went viral. It got a million hits, and then they did a Fox, Fox 4, their local Fox. Alex did a, mm-hmm. a you know a, you know story on it, and they asked the person running the meeting. They said, you know, what, did this help the meeting? The guy said, well, I don't want to give him clout. I can't do accents, but yeah. the Hawaiian guy, but it helped bring us all together because I was the <laughs> villain. So there's something about there when I, I take away, you know, I add the levity. All these people are nervous anyway at these meetings. When they see me act like a total idiot,
1: <laughs> it makes them feel a lot less uh, nervous and more comfortable. Well, there you go. Alex Stein, healing communities. This is what he does. He's on Blaze TV, of course, a contributor <laughs> here. He hosts the Conspiracy Castle it's a podcast. Make sure you subscribe. And, uh, I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen. We've never had someone on... We have a, a role for a designated driver as part of I'm it. designated driver. Then. And I guess that's you. But that's supposed to be the person who's like controlling the conversation. So it doesn't go too awry. I don't feel like well, that's I'm going to take this conversation <laughs> way awry. You guys watch it this Friday the
3: 8th. It's going to go insane for the Ukraine. Vladimir Zelensky is going to be there uh, in spirit so uh, or
1: maybe in person. Who knows? <laughs> well, we we never know. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for coming. On the program. Where can people find you? Where, uh, uh, Twitter, you
3: Instagram. If you guys can't find me, you're not looking. Uh, so <laughs> that's it.
1: There you go. Alex Stein uh, back in a second. You know inflation might be the biggest issue for you right now but the media is all about january 6th they want to talk about 1-6 january sixth, january sixth, january sixth, all the time they want you to remember that date and believe me we're going to have no no choice but to do it they're constantly talking about it all the time but i think a much more important date is 6-24-22 it was the day that the, the opinion came down from the supreme court overturning the egregiously wrong roe versus wade and giving states the idea that they can uh, regulate abortion. It's not the end of the battle here. It's just the beginning. And that's why I love this stuff. We, we came up with a mug uh, that just says 62422 with a little American flag. Same thing with the shirt. And what I like about it is you can you, you wear it around and people aren't going to necessarily know. You know you're not, they're not going to be like, hey, you know, what is that shirt? What, what, you know, why do you have a bunch of fetuses on your shirt? It doesn't have any fetuses. It's a fetus-free shirt. We love the fetuses, we'd like to keep them alive, don't necessarily need to be wearing them on our T-shirts. Uh, this one just tells you the date, and you know people will ask you and you can tell them uh, exactly what it is, but not everybody's gonna know. The people who do know, though, will be there with you and uh, fighting in solidarity a little bit, noting uh, that you've got the bumper sticker, the hat, the shirt, the mug as well. Available now at studosmerch.com. And inflation never affects studosmerch.com. We've never raised our prices at studosmerch.com and we never will unless you'll pay more. And if you will pay more then we will definitely raise those prices. But for now, they have not moved at all, even with all the inflation. So you can get 10% off as well using the code STU10. studosmerch.com. It's the 62422 merch. Back in a second. You might have some of that fancy stew does merch that you're wearing and you got a nice t-shirt let's say and then you think well what's going on i can't keep my pants up it's a huge problem for a lot of people especially, you know, me, because I'm always losing weight and have to tighten that belt a little bit more. Luckily, I have a grip six belt uh, grip 6com slash do is a place to go to get yours. It's a small company in Utah. They sell in the United States, but all over the world. Their quality is really, really high. So everybody wants this stuff. And look, it's, so, it's no surprise. They're a good company. They know what they're doing. Their belts are minimalist. They're cool. They're you know, they're just really cool designs. You can customize them. But also, uh, they're sourced here in America, as well as their socks uh, and uh, their wallets, which are really cool. They're kind of different wallets. They're really thin. They're not the big George Costanza things that make you sit sideways. They, uh, you, they have a little loop in your pocket. You can just kind of pick, you know, grab it out, get easy access to your cards. It's really cool. Grip6 has a lot of great stuff. Just check out the site, grip6.com. Use the code Stu. Save 15% off right now at grip6.com. Get 15% off today. grip6.com. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. New segment we've been working on for a while. It's called Biden's newest low. And we're going to s- I've done this segment 174,000 times since this uh, since this guy became president of the United States. And he's constantly setting new lows. So I feel like I'm doing the same segment over and over and over again. I was just complaining about this last week. It's like How many times am I going to do this segment where we just say, hey, Joe Biden has the newest low? Well, we're here again. So welcome to my hell. We just come up with a standard script for these segments and then just insert the numbers and the name of the polling institution. This one from Monmouth, uh, where Joe Biden has hit a all time low, 36 percent approval rating, 58 percent disapprove. And you can see this long term downward trend almost every single month lower than the one before a an ongoing unfolding series of catastrophes that this president has overseen since the moment he walked into our lives this is just amazing and you you think that's bad and it is and you might say well of course you're you know some conservative guy in fact only 3% of republicans actually uh, support Joe Biden's job job performance but uh, more importantly are the other two categories. Let me give them to you. Democrats, only 74 percent approved. Do you know how terrible that is? That's like Richard Nixon at the time of him stepping down bad. That's how bad that is. Uh, independence, 29 percent. This is not good, boys and girls. This is this is really, really bad. And it continues to get worse and worse and worse for the Biden administration, despite the fact that women have no rights in this country. You'd think they'd be embracing the Biden administration. No, no. In fact, there was a big story that came out. We should actually maybe do this for tomorrow. Remind me, uh, uh, Adam, in the control room. There's a story about uh, um, Deborah Messing being mad at Joe Biden because because abortion got banned. I mean, these people are just jokes. But there are a bunch of these Hollywood celebrities are just just angry. They don't they don't want to post the TikTok videos anymore. They don't want to do it because everything's going so badly and, they, and they're losing all of these battles. Why did we vote this guy in if this is going to be the result? Uh, we got a few of celebrities out there uh, helping out. Uh, Jessica Chastain tweeting out, happy Independence Day for me and my reproductive rights. <laughs> um, and she was upset uh, at you. Hair looks nice, but uh, not exactly an intelligent viewpoint. Uh, Bette Midler, always up for a dumb tweet, said 4th of July has been canceled due to a shortage of independence. Sincerely, women. Hmm. I don't think that makes any sense. I like this one the best, though. Baby, you're a firework is a ten, but women in the U.S. have fewer rights than an actual sparkler. Shaking my head. Okay, so let's just, let me just analyze this tweet for a second. Baby, you're a firework. I think is one of her songs, like one of her terrible songs that you hear in the fireworks montage every year. And so she, I think, is complimenting her own song there. Baby or a firework is a 10, right? Is that, is that what's happening? But women in the U.S. have fewer rights than an actual sparkler, which is fascinating because women can and do own sparklers. This, is, this shouldn't be news, but apparently it is. Women own sparklers. Very few sparklers own women. So it doesn't exactly seem sensible to point that out, but... What do you expect uh, from absolute morons like this? Back in a second. Make sure to follow the podcast and rate and review. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Earworm. Every time I hear the name Katanji Brown Jackson, I get that stupid song in my head. I know you aren't sorry, but thanks anyway. I guess a lot of commentary on us playing the Katanji Brown Jackson when she was sworn in. Elena says, I worked so hard to get that song out of my head. How could you? (laughs) The audiovisual abuse uh, one has to endure with this show is real. It's true. I I will agree with that. Can't hear her name now without that song attacking my brain cells. Thanks a lot, Stu. Uh, The KBJ song at 1.5 speed is brutal. (laughs) I don't even want to experience that. Uh, it really is a problem right now, and people just can't, can't get this particular song out of their head. It goes a little something like this, in case you're not familiar. Hey, you
0: from Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. She is for mm-hmm. real. Never had. Just as quiet like her, she's a former public defender. Ketonga Jackson, she is for real.
1: <laughs> I love how she jams in public defender in that. This is something so charming about it. Anyway, uh, we'll be happy to keep playing it for you as much as you request it. And you do seem to request it so often. Uh, Stu writes in, algorithmic engagement comment. Also, I like the name of the show, it makes me feel important. No, that's that's good. That's what we're here for. Uh, Stu, I'll be impressed with Taco Bell when they finally bring back the Rancho Steak Burrito. It's been over 20 years now, so I don't think I'm asking for too much. No, it's true. That's, that's, that's not a lot at all. And Andrew writes, July 4th is the best holiday, the day we all come together to celebrate not being British. So there you go. <laughs> uh, very, very true. All right. Uh, okay. So here's what happened. Uh, there is a, a little bit of a if you happen to be someone who, who likes to take in an occasional beverage, you might be interested in this offer. Maybe you picked one up yourself. The 1884 pack from Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, available now for the low, low price of $849.99. And you might say to yourself, wait a minute, like, that that's... Uh, that's, that's a lot. of. I mean, how much could it possibly? That must be a, f- a lot of Paps Blue Ribbon to get to $850, as Paps Blue Ribbon tends to be on the inexpensive side. Very true, uh, but uh, it's, you, you're getting a ton of them. You are getting an absolute uh, ton. There's a f- it's four feet tall by three and a half feet wide. So just pick one up. As long as you're very strong, you can pick one up wherever you pick up your beer. By the way, if you happen to uh, enjoy beer or maybe even not, uh, the 500th anniversary Power Hour is coming up July 8th. That's this Friday. Do not miss it. It's going to be really, really fun time. Subscribe on the YouTube channel now to make sure you don't miss it. It's uh, youtubecom StewDoesAmerica.